Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, while you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. What's up, everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up, guys? This is Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 193 for Wednesday, January 20th, 2021. How's it going, onesies? How are you guys doing? You guys having the best day ever? Living your lives, enjoying things? My Ontario residents, are you guys doing good amongst quarantine, lockdown? Everyone else, wherever you are, are you locked down again, or are things coming out the other side? Or have you has your country responsibly completely gone back to normal because you've handled this and you just shut the, the gates and said, you know what, everybody? Like a Walking Dead episode where it's Alexandria and its community and everyone's growing tomatoes and found a way to generate solar energy and everyone's doing fine. But you're like, but you know what? We still need our guards along the wall to make sure nobody from the outside gets in. Basically, is your country an Alexandria? You know, it's only so long. They had the prison too. Speaking purely in Walking Dead terms, there was the prison, but then someone crashed a tank through the front of that. Spoiler alert. Um, You know, if you're like, oh, come on. It's 10, 11 seasons into The Walking Dead and I'm saving it. <laughs> it's gone so off the rails now. Not my intention to speak about that at all, but just, hey, how's your how's your country doing? How's your province doing? How's your city doing? How are you doing? Um, I'm recording this in the middle of the night. Um, it is early morning, January 20th. Uh, January 19th was my birthday. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, and uh, lots of love came from all over places. I'll talk about that. Um, I've got lots of cool stuff to talk about, about the collector's box, the one man podcast, 200th episode, limited edition collector's box. Um, stuff has started to come in. Ooh, I'm excited. Um, and I'm, I'm doing this kind of smooth jazz radio voice because I know Auphonic should help uh, raise my levels, but I also don't want to be rude and wake everybody else up. Um, and, um, I've turned my, my bedroom <laughs> into like a one man podcast, 200th episode, limited edition collector's box, uh, fulfillment center. So I've got all of, I've received a bunch of the stuff. I'll tell you all about it, but I've just got stacks of stuff everywhere. Um, organized chaos, but it is still like I'm running out of room to put things. And as, as more items come in, that room will get smaller and smaller, but I'll tell you all about the stuff we got stuff that's coming in. There's some updates on some of the other things. Um, and of course, while I've been sitting here, um, working on all of that, I've been putting TV shows and, and movies on the background. I'll tell you about those. So, uh, yeah, stuff I watched updates in the box, things that went on for my birthday. And then a couple other little thingies here and there, I will tell you guys about on this episode. So let's just, uh, dive right in. Um, my birthday was yesterday slash today and, uh, it was nice. I didn't have any plans for it. Um, you know, all of the people special in my life called me. Um, I'm all over the place with my sleep schedule. Um, I, I, when I get to the part where I'm talking about the box, that'll all make sense. But I'm like, you know, awake and I'm not like 
oh, I'm up all night and I, I'm not awake for a set period of time. And then I sleep for a set period of time. Um, I was chatting with my buddy Mika, uh, who gave me a, you know, uh, onesie since the beginning, good friend of mine, one of my best friends in the entire world. And, um, he, uh, we were just, we were just chit chatting or whatever. And I was telling him that like my sleep schedule has <laughs> evolved, devolved into, I just sleep when I'm tired. So if I'm tired, I'll go to bed. And if that means like, you know, I'm up for six hours and then I feel tired, I'll go to sleep for an hour or two and then I'll just get back up again. So it's not good. And I'm not, I'm not like, Hey guys, I cracked the code. I found a way to just do whatever you want. Like I, I don't have to be anywhere for the most part. So I try to have a few hours that I'm awake during the daylight. And if I happen to be up all night working on stuff, it's almost guys in my house with everybody that's sort of coming and going and we're, we're having guests and things like that for, for whatever fucked up reason. Um, it's just, I don't want to be, I, I prefer operating this house when everyone else is out of the way, including right now. Um, it's not my preference. I just, yesterday was, was, I had a brutal sinus headache all day. And, uh, so it was funny. I was just trying to sleep all day. Anyways, all over the map. This is what happens to me, right? I got a bunch of different points to talk about, but, um, it was my birthday yesterday. I was chatting with me cause I'm, I'm all over the place with my sleep schedule. And, um, it was nice. It was nice. Um, getting the love from people. I was starting to get messages, uh, early morning. I was up one of the later parts of the evening. Again, like I said, right now I'm just kind of sleeping when I'm tired and, um, uh, and that's, that's about it, you know, work, work, work. And then if I'm tired, cool, go to bed. You know, it's a lot of times I'm like, oh, I'll just have like an hour or two, that little recharge power nap. Um, this won't last for very long. Uh, but right now while I'm just banging away the work, um, it's going well, it's going well, just, just, you're awake, you work when you're tired, go to sleep. That's it. Um, but anyways, I, uh, I got a lot of, you know, love on Facebook from friends, a lot of text message from friends and family members and things like that. Uh, and, and thank you so much. A lot of you, you know, my listeners reached out and things like that. Love to you guys too. Thank you so much. It was, uh, it was interesting. Interesting. Okay. So it's funny too, because I've listened to some people refer to like when I'm talking about something, I don't have a problem with saying, Josh, sometimes you complain about shit. Fuck you bet your ass. I do. When people are like you're whining, I've heard, I actually only like two people have been like, yeah, you know, sometimes you're just whining about shit. I'm like, I don't know. To me, whining is like, <laughs> but why me? Like, I don't know. I don't know. If, if you think, <laughs> send me an email, <laughs> contact about my podcast.com. Um, I don't, I don't feel whatever. I, I'm going to complain about something. I, I think. I think, or I'll just tell you my take on it. But anyways, um, I had a lot of people reaching out to me yesterday, phone calls, FaceTime stuff. And, uh, like I said, I had a headache yesterday, bad sinus headache, and I just wanted to sleep. And it was like, every time I started to doze off, I would get another call. Now, don't get me wrong. These people don't know I'm trying to sleep. They don't know I have a headache. They're just trying to send love. And I get that. And I'm so grateful for it. And I answered every call and I stayed in the calls. Now here's the thing. I did have a couple calls with people and a few of them, like, for example, the call I had with Mika and my buddy, um, that was a great call. I wanted to have that conversation. I wanted to catch up with my buddy, see how he's doing shit, shoot the shit. So that was, that was a pleasure. And that was earlier than the day when I still had energy and before my head, I got bad. Um, and it was, it was, it was great. It was nice catching up with them. The only, uh, the, the problem is that I had a lot of calls all day long and, as much as it's like, oh, you know, while people are trying to give you like, I'm not like, oh, I can't believe people. I'm not complaining. Uh, I'm not like, oh, why is everyone trying to call? No, it's great. Some people are lonely and it's their birthday and they're sitting, staring at a cupcake with a candle in it, you know, tears streaming down their face. You know, there's no one loving me. I'm like, dude, I'm so glad I'm not in that boat. Um, you know, hey, and if you happen to be and you listen to this podcast, you reach out to me. 
All right. Um, side note, side note, um, this podcast is getting shit loads of love from all over the world right now. Uh, Algeria has downloaded the shit out of this podcast. Hey, Algerian listener or listeners. Uh, thank you so much. If you guys uh, want to send an email, contact them on minpodcast.com. I would love to love to hear how you stumbled across this and uh, whatnot. If you're not, if you're shy and you don't want to send it out, no worries. Just know I am, uh, I'm aware I'm aware of you and uh, thank you very much. I love the fact that you're listening. Uh, US is exploding in certain areas. Maine is going crazy for the podcast. Uh, Newfoundland is, is throwing lots of love to the podcast and New Brunswick. Thank you so much. Uh, out West, the fuck is going on? No, I'm kidding. Um, everything's great. Everything's great, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, Russia downloads. Finland got some downloads coming in from there. Uh, so thank you guys so much. The, the, the downloads are picking up in the new year. Hey, 2021 is already getting better. For the one man podcast, at least. So, um, back to my complaining. Um, so a lot of people call me yesterday. Like I said, I'm, I'm very happy for the love. I took all the calls. I, I put on a smile and I plowed through, <laughs> which you think, well, isn't it great that people, yes, it is fantastic. I even had some people do some, some very nice things for me yesterday. And I, I will, will get to that. I just, um, it's just tough when you're like, like right now, all I want to do is rest. You know what I mean? I just want to rest. I'm just tired. I have a headache. I just want to sleep. And so rather than like old Josh being like, well, fuck this. I'm not answering the call or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm like, answer it. Thank you. Thank you. I like, you don't want those calls to stop coming. You don't want to get to a point in your life where I was like, man, person never answers. Like, so thank you for the calls. Truly. Uh, I, I am grateful for them. It's just one of those days where you're like, oh, I just don't want to be on the phone anymore. I just don't want to touch. I just want to go to sleep. I just want to sleep this headache off. And it was very difficult to do yesterday with all the, the phone calls and messages and stuff like that. Uh, and believe it or not, I actually had a couple of, of errands I had to do, uh, some for the box and some for just other shit. Um, so I think, I, I think that's like the second time in the entire week I left the house. Um, but anyways, uh, I digress. So this is something I want to share with you guys. Um, I'm the kind of person, at least I've developed into the kind of person where like, if it's your birthday or whatever, I'll send, I'll send a text or I'll send a message. Um, but it's like the same, like, like my two best friends, um, when they had their kids, I didn't like, like they were, they were great. And they sent, I hope mass text messages saying like, Hey, introducing so-and-so and showing the baby. And I was like, that's great. I love, I appreciate that they're sharing with me. I don't call or start messaging or anything like that. I actually kind of give it some time, um, maybe too much time. But the thing is like, and a lot of my friends have like big families and stuff like that. And the thing is, I, I know personally that as soon as that stuff happens, first off, you're going to be exhausted. It's, I, I, I can't imagine what that, what that experience is like. And then having to tell everybody and, and then the info, everybody wants to call and talk to you and congratulate. It's to me, I'm like, you must be exhausted. This can wait. Say, you know, you sent me a message. I'll respond. Hey, congratulations. We'll chat soon. Da, da, da. But like the amount of people, and I've just heard stories from people where it's like all oh, the families, the family's now coming over all the time and this and that. It's like, you're fucking wiped, man, wiped. So I can't imagine what, what all these people wanting to come over and call you and talk to you where you're like, I have fucking five minutes to myself. And I just like to sit in a chair and stare at the wall and go, what the fuck is going on with my life? <laughs> like whatever, whatever your, your escape is, but you don't get a lot of those breaks. And here's the thing. Someone, you might not have had a break at the time and you gave someone that 10 minutes. Well, it's going to come from somewhere, you know, just like a comedy show when some comic goes long, you know, well, that time's going to come from somewhere. That's time that's coming after the headliner or whatever it is. 
You know what I mean? The show doesn't just go long because of it. You know, if, if it's any kind of an organized club, you don't just, oh, well, the show will be two and a half hours long. You know how exhausted the audience will be after sitting that, sitting through director's cut edition of Lord of the Rings. You're like, ah, I, I think there was a lot of scenes that we could have cut out of there. Could have got ourselves home and in bed a lot sooner. Um, but I'm just saying that like when someone talks you on the phone for 15 minutes, if you're jammed with parental life, like you're either not being, not able to give that person your attention in which case, like, well, what's the fucking point of wasting their time? Both of your times, if you guys aren't even really communicating. And on top of that, you know what I mean? Like at that now, now I got to adjust something else. Something else is going to have to go. I was going to sit and, you know, do this little thing or whatever it is. And I spent half an hour on the phone with you. So that's off the table. So for me, it's just like, I, I think I've developed enough of a relationship with the people who I'm close to for them to know that like, I'm not, I'm not like, oh, I don't give a shit. It's it's really, it's the golden rule, right? Treat other people the way you want to be treated. Like, Hey, I'm letting you know this thing happened. You know, I want you to know I'm not, I'm not keeping you out. I'm not like, Oh fuck. By the way, we had our kid like six months ago. Like, Oh no, no, no. It's, it's, Hey, you know, introducing such and such. Here's the mass text message. Here's the picture. Everyone knows, but like, where's the empathy of like, like we just went through a big thing and we got 24 hours, 48 hours to just fucking rest you know, suck into our little bubble and just, just fucking regroup. And then we'll weather the storm of everyone's phone calls. You know what I mean? Um, I, I might even wait too long sometimes. Cause I'm just kind of like the thing will happen. And I'm like, I'm going to give them space. I know they're going to have family. I know they're going to have friends and all these fucking phone calls and stuff like that to go through. And I'm just like, I'll just take a knee. I'm, I, they're not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll be there. And then we can talk about it. And then when you're not exhausted, then I can ask you about the experience and you can tell me the story, you know, maybe a drink in your hand or whatever, and just shoot the shit with me and tell me, you know, how it is or a cup of coffee, whatever it is. I know like uh, they say what beer or, or a glass of wine or something like that's good when you're nursing. I could be wrong. Fuck. But I just, I know that I apparently be, I think beer, a beer is good for like milk production or something. Anyways, the fuck do I know? Uh, I got tits, but I don't know how to use them. You know, um, <laughs> what I'm saying is I personally would value like some space after an event like that. And like I said, you're going to have those people who just, Oh my God, and they're not going to give you space. They're not, but the people like me who are aware that, Hey, that was a thing. Just take a knee for a little bit, relax. That stuff can, can wait, you know, um, condolences are a little different. Obviously, like for me, I'll reach out to my friends and be like, look, I'm not, we don't have to talk about it. Just letting you know, if you want to totally here, totally up for it, but I'm not going to press you do you whatever you need. And that's it. Where some people like want to get in your face. I don't know. It's, it's, that one's a little bit tougher, but I'm just saying for like the life event stuff or whatever, you know, I, I think that sometimes a lot of people, especially like the people that I'm close with, you know, big families and stuff like that. I'm like, I, I don't want it to be like a pile on. So for me, I'm like, all right, just, just, I'll give it some time. And then, then we can talk about, it. then I can visit with the kids. You're not exhausted or visit with you, whatever's going on. You know what I mean? So it's not just like, oh, we have to host. Like, I don't know. I just, that shit's exhausting to me. The constantly having to answer messages. Number. So uh, it's a roundabout way of saying like, I'm still grateful for everyone who reached out on my birthday. I love that. It's almost like, I wish I could spread them out. You know what I mean? The people calling and giving love and all sorts of kindness. It's like, that's amazing. And I'm so, I am very grateful for it. Just like I said, for me, it was like, oh, my sleep schedule is already fucked. My, my head's killing me. And it was just like a storm of like one after another, you know, messages or whatever. So it's just like, it, it, it's like when people say how, you know, how come everyone's nice at Christmas time? Like, wouldn't it be great if we could just spread that out through the entire year and people were just always nice to each other? You know, it's kind of like that. It's like, Hey, I love getting a, a day where it's just love, 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 love coming at me. But you know, there's times where I wish I could spread it out too.
you know, and have a fucking nap. So if that was me whining, I apologize. <laughs> Why is everybody calling me? <laughs> That's whining in my opinion, in my, in my humble opinion. Um, but anyways, yeah. Complaining. Yeah. Maybe a little bit, but again, I'm still saying I appreciate it. I do. And I do. I just fuck like, and maybe it was just the headache talking. I still, I still get a little bit of it lingering despite how much I tried to sleep. Um, but aside from that, so that that's me getting the, you know, Hey, you want the good news or the bad news first? Uh, that's just, that was just the, the kind of the slight downside of it. And again, if I hadn't, if I had been well rested, right, that's maybe me going back to this wacky sleep schedule I have. If I'd been well rested, then, you know, and, and didn't have a fucking headache, then, you know, Hey, Hey, you know what? Got it. I just have a shitload of stuff on my list to do. <laughs> I'm just over. That's all it is. I'm just overworked. All right. You guys go ahead and give me a call. You can call me anytime you like. In fact, it's how funny is that? Like every week I'm like, Hey guys, send me an email. Nothing. Hey, it's my birthday. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know how many of them I have left by the way. 38 now, 38 years old. Still feel like a kid. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm I guess the law sees me as an adult, but uh, I tell you, I am still just a child at heart. My buddy, Joey Elias, who for a long time, have been trying to, we've been trying to schedule a podcast interview, but he was like the first headliner who like took me under his wing and, and he's still very good to me. I love that guy. I fucking love that guy. What a great human being. Um, and like a humanitarian, he loves his community. He's so good to everybody. I fucking love Joey Elias, but Joey Elias said to me one time, he's like, you know, I think I've come to terms with the fact that I'm going to get older, but I'm never going to grow up. And I'm like, I love that. And I think that's, that's me. Like there's certain maturity level this, as much as I've tried to run from it, there's still, there's still a, excuse me, a certain maturity level that, uh, that I, I guess I, I have just from getting older. I've talked about these marketing gigs that I was doing where you're watching these young pups just being like unprofessional. And I'm like, I am, I, I think of myself as like pretty unprofessional in the sense that like I fucking cracking jokes, like the professional corporate, uh, persona identity, you know, demeanor. I, I do not identify as that. You can, I like my people that I'm working with, with a box. Like I, when things get too professional, I'll, I'll, I'll fucking, I'll let them know. Hey guys, relax. All right. We can do business and we can crack jokes and what, like, that's the thing. Like all, and all of my people, it's so funny. I, I slowly, but surely convert them into my way of doing things, which is like my last guy, Matt Barnes, whom I love. And I don't know if he listens to the podcast, but, um, Matt used to be my, my guy at this company that I'm dealing with the box. And I fucking love Matt. Matt's, uh, not my business to share, but, but, uh, Matt's not there anymore. The fucking poor guy's gone through some of the worst shit that, uh, that you could think of. But, uh, and, uh, so yeah, he's, he's not there anymore, but, um, great, great fucking dude. But Matt, Matt, very professional, very professional. But, um, once, once we started working together, you know, uh, it would be things like just out of the, the, like we'd be messaging about a, a thing or whatever. And I just fire him a, a text like, Hey, can you give me a hand with something? And it would be m one monkey jerking off another monkey in a picture. Just, just sending a, just a picture of that. Give me a hand. So it got to the point where like, we would just, you know, he would send me <laughs> fucking completely unprofessional picture, but it was fun. And we got business done. We, we, you know, everything was cool and relaxed. We were able to communicate better because there was like, when you have to like talk like a professional, like, well, uh, we'll certainly look into that uh, discrepancy and see if we can uh, collaborate to uh, come up with some sort of a solution to uh, the issue. Uh, so we don't have to escalate that. Fuck off. All right. Don't, don't, 
like I'm it's not that I don't understand the the vocab, all right? The vernacular of all these different things. I don't that's not I want to talk to a human being. I want to relate. That's my job as a comic. And I'm just like the whole sterile computer form of communication and it's so sterile and diluted that you know there's so many different ways that things can be interpreted. I like to communicate right? I'm communicating with you guys right now via this podcast to communicate my stand up, And when I'm having regular day-to-day interactions, I like to communicate. I like to do my best to make sure that my message is understood concisely, not, uh, open to interpretation based on the form of communication that the, uh, expressed, uh, has, has put forward, uh, for, uh, evaluation and, uh, and reconciliation, uh, with, uh, these things. I will, uh, I will definitely, uh, by, uh, by EOD send you a, uh, email, uh, regarding, uh, the topics of which we discussed. Oh, boring. I don't want to work with you. Boring. I always tell like, I even tell servers in restaurants that I go, Hey, just for the record, if you're having a shit shift and you want to come over and be like, ugh, fucking shift, fucking people. I go, I'm the table that you can do that with. Just come over, be yourself. Hey, I mean, hey, as long as you still take my order, as long as you still bring my food, I don't give a fuck. Be a person. I would much rather, oh my God, you know, like, I'm sorry. I was almost just, I would much rather, and then talk about the thing I don't like. I would much rather that than someone who comes up. Hey, oh my God, how's it going? Love. How are you? Oh my God, sweeties. How are you guys doing? Oh my God, sir. Absolutely. You guys are the best. Oh my God, sweetie. Like I hate, I, I really don't like disingenuous, you know, I would rather be a sincere hypocrite than a disingenuous <laughs> I don't know. I think everyone's a hypocrite to an extent, but Ooh, and I'm drinking a nice little Amaretti coffee, trying to wake my ass up. Get on with my day. Sun's uh, sun fucking January. There's no sun. The, uh, the light of day has not started to peak over the horizon just yet, but, um, yeah, birthday, birthday, love. Uh, I don't even know how I got started. <laughs> I don't even know. How I got started on the subject of my people that I'm, I'm dealing with or whatever. Um, but, I, yeah, I dig, I don't know. I dig having fun. I dig having fun with everybody. Um, so, all right. Yeah, I really, I'm trying so hard to figure out what the fuck I was talking about that got me down that road. But, um, yeah, thanks for the birthday. Love everybody. Uh, definitely appreciate it. Maybe when I get better sleep and stuff, I'll be able to think better. Um, wanted to say big thank you to my friend, Isabel. Uh, she's a listener of the podcast and she just reached out and she was like, Hey, you know, is it like, I think she just messaged me. She's like, is it really your birthday today? So I guess she must've seen stuff on Facebook or something. Um, I was like, yeah. And she goes, Oh, well, what kind of treat can I make you and deliver? And I was like, Oh, that's super sweet. And I didn't want to impose on anyone. So I was just like, well, I don't know what's, what's easy. I don't bake or anything like that. So I don't know what's easier than something else. Maybe something that looks easy is hard and something that looks hard is easy. And she's like, well, why don't you just give it a shot and, and, uh, and we'll see what you get. I was like, okay. I was like, I was like something simple. I was like, I would like oatmeal chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> That's what I asked for. And she's like, done deal. I'm like, all right, amazing. Thank you so much. So, uh, she, she went to the store, got the stuff, baked me cookies and delivered them. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I had one after dinner last night, delicious. And she's like, well, this is definitely like a first attempt whatever. So I guess she'd never made them before. But she's like, well, this is definitely a first attempt. I was like, they're incredible. Incredible. So sweet. She wrapped them up in a gift bag, tissue paper, everything like that. Absolutely sweet. Absolutely sweet. Um, so kind, so kind. Um, my other pal, uh, Brit was like, Oh my God, it's your birthday. I'm making you that Reese's cake that you wanted. Da, da, da. I was like, Oh really? So she's going to, she's like, yeah. And, and she fucking makes bomb ass, bomb ass baking as well. So, um, I'm super excited. She's bringing that over on Sunday. I'm going to have a Reese's cake. I'm super psyched. I'm super psyched. Um, 
<laughs> I'm not a big sweets guy, but, but baking when people bake, uh, it's so good. I don't know. Store-bought shit's just dry and crunch. I guess I like the soft bakery stuff better than like, you know, walking to Walmart, they get those $5 fucking cakes at the front that look good. And then you eat them. And you're like, this is the driest of sponge. There's, it's not the slightest bit moist. I know ladies don't like the word moist, but I like my cake when it's moist. Um, does it upset you ladies when we're referring to baked goods? Cause you guys like to bake, you know, and it's nice when your baking is moist. I like moist cake. Um, <laughs> just pushing buttons is fun for me. Um, do, 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 do. I think that's, I think it was the growing up thing about Joey Elias. Was that what got me to the thing? It's just growing up. I'm trying. I still like, I can't let it go. I'm, I'm neurotic as hell. It's like, why was I talking about being unprofessional? I think that's what it is. Is I, I, I'm never going to grow up. I'm still going to be a kid and send, send stupid pictures of monkeys jerking each other off to professional colleagues. Um, anyways, um, doop, 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 beep, 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 doop. Jason and Simon bought me dinner last night. Yeah. They were, they, again, one of my attempts at sleeping yesterday, uh, Simon like knocked on the door and he was like, uh, Hey, we're going to make, we're going to buy you dinner tonight. Happy birthday. And I was like, Oh, thank you so much. I was like, yeah, we're going to get you dinner tonight. So whatever you want for, we'll order in. Um, <laughs> and Jason's so much like a girlfriend like that. So by the time I, I, you know, went over to see if, you know, what do you guys want? He's like, he's like, so what do you want for your birthday? And it's birthday thing you want. I go, well, you know what? I haven't had pizza in a long time. I love pizza. I, I would love it. I just had fucking pizza two nights ago. Uh, what else? What do, you, what do you want? Something different. And then he's like, and I go, well, how about, you know, I, I made another suggestion. He's like, I don't want that. That's what he says. I don't want that. Fuck. That's the girl. So he goes, what about like, and then he starts suggesting, I go, well, well, what do you, he goes, well, well, how about, you know, we go to Lone Star, we get some, or not go to, but ordering from Lone Star and get some fajitas. I was like, I don't like fajitas. I don't mind them, but there's so much like fajitas. The big things are onions and peppers, which are not, not my thing. So I was like, let's just other, other, other than that, I'm just gonna have like meat wrapped in tortilla, which is not super exciting. So I think we settled on Chinese eventually. And, uh, and that was delicious. And we ordered it in, had a nice big meal courtesy of, of Simon and Jason. Thank you so much. I'm very, very, very grateful for that. And then, um, my ass went to bed went, went to bed. I was like, okay, that's it. I think it was like nine, 9 PM tried all day to sleep. Couldn't. So finally 9 PM went to bed and then here I am awake, rambling, rambling about all the different things that I got, uh, you know, did yesterday, but thank you everyone for the birthday. Love. I appreciate. I cross off on my list here to make sure I don't talk again about these things that are not super important. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I, I did have a nice day. It was nice. I, I went out to, um, trying to decide, you know what? I got two little short things here that I'm just going to yak about for a second. Um, I want to say thank you to, uh, Kia Mazar, George Asli and Abdullah Usman, my three buddies, comedians. Uh, we tried to play uh, halo three. So we were doing like a live stream or whatever of, of us playing Halo three. Fuck. It sucked. I think I told you guys in the last episode that I tried playing the, the two previous Halo games, such garbage, such fucking garbage. And then Halo three garbage, fucking hot garbage, stupid, hot, wet, stinky garbage. Um, so, but it was funny cause we were trying to, yeah, and it's not whining, complaining, complaining, not whining, not whining. Um, but, uh, we, we tried to play, I think we sat, we sat in like a, like a zoom lobby for like 45 minutes while, uh, Kia was trying to set some things up. 
uh, for the live stream or whatever. And then like when we finally were ready to go, one of the guys was like trying to play on, on PC and not the, the Xbox. And so that didn't work. So we lost him. And then the three of us played for a tiny bit, but the game was such ass that, and, and we were so delayed in the start time that one of the guys had an obligation elsewhere. So it was just kind of like, oh, okay. And then there was like complete radio silence since then that we, we haven't, <laughs> haven't played anything since. So, um, I got to reach out to those guys and go, Hey, uh, you know, we can, we can still do this. This can still happen. Uh, we just have to play a game. That's not complete ass. And I think Kia was the one who was thinking like, Hey, we'll do, we'll do halo three, but he had already played it. And myself and Abdullah did not, uh, did not love it. So we moved on to something else. Anyways, I look forward to being able to hang with those guys again, uh, virtually and, and play some games. Um, good thing they haven't asked you though, because my, my calendar has been full of just this fulfillment stuff. And I'll talk about that again in a, in a teeny bit. Um, my buddy, Matt in, uh, in Halifax, he's actually in dirt, Dartmouth. It's Dartmouth, but Dartmouth is how they say it out there. Uh, Matt's out there and, uh, Matt and I were talking about some, you know, promo and marketing stuff or whatever. And, um, and actually just reminding myself of that. I want to shout out to my, uh, my friend, Alex, uh, you know, my buddy, Jimmy's wife, uh, she's got a great little, uh, you know, small business where she's doing bacon and stuff. And Alex is going to, you know, make me up some cookies and stuff. I think butterscotch chips and white chocolate and cookies are, are coming my way in the next little bit. So I'm excited for that. Um, it'll just be a, a, a week of baking where of course I'll share and give stuff away. I can't eat all that shit. I've been giving away all the stuff I got at Christmas. Um, but a lot of people, Hey, bacon, your birthday. I'm like, Hey, hey, let's do it. Let's do it. So, uh, Matt and I were talking about, uh, you know, some promo and stuff like that. He's got a small business that he's getting started out there. And, uh, we were just chatting about this and that. And I got into the same argument that I've got into a, a few times before with people who are fans of EDM, uh, electronic dance music or whatever they want to call it. Um, I, I, I remember my buddy, Jed, who I've worked with several times, we were driving back from some gig in Hamilton. I was just saying how, like, I'm not impressed by, um, um, what is it? Like, like, what do they call themselves? Sound designers? Like these guys, like dead mouse or whatever. Like some of the music's fine. I can enjoy it, but I don't like, like, you know, song after song, after song, hour after hour, just, you know, this crazy dance music or whatever. Um, I'm, I personally, when I'm listening to music, I, I would, if I had a choice, I would rather, and it's funny because when you're young, you don't really care, but like, I would rather go to a symphony and listen to, you know, however many piece bands playing together in harmony where there's a human element where you can make a mistake and it's, you know, and it's heard whatever. So the idea that like all these people are playing a real instrument live together in sync, that's, that sounds really, really nice to me. I would rather listen to that than EDM. I'm not saying there's any EDM that I haven't enjoyed, but, but overall I would rather listen to something like that than, you know, uh, EDM. I, I would rather listen to that than, um, like a live rock band. Just, I find that when, when bands are playing live, there's like distortion and shit like that. You know what I mean? So it's very, very hard to hear like the, the individual instruments. So obviously like, you know, the studio stuff, if you fuck up, you can go again. I get that. It's not like it's a one shot deal, but that's why something like the, you know, the, the symphony or an orchestra or even just a live jazz band or piano bar where you can actually hear every note played or whatever. Um, I like that more. There's to me, it's like, you know, you, you kind of get one shot at it, you know? And, uh, no, no room for error or if there's an error you can recover, but it's just, but it, but it's there. It takes to me, I'm, I'm more impressed. That's all I said. That's all my argument has ever been. I'm more impressed by real 
you know, musicians playing music on an instrument than I am for someone who's designing the sound, you know, and, and Matt's argument at times is like, well, I can make a mistake. Like when I'm making EDM, like I can make something that doesn't sound good. I'm like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that it's easy to make EDM. What I'm saying is, is that if you tell the computer to play this note at this time, it's going to do, it. it's not going to fuck it up. It's not going to go, oops, I was nervous and I, I hit the wrong string or whatever. Like it's, that's all I'm saying. And it's one person designing it. Like he goes, well, it's an art. I go, Again, not the argument I made. I wasn't saying it's not art. I'm just saying to me, I'm not as impressed with it. So it was so funny because obviously that's his thing. Matt's, Matt's a DJ and he's created songs. And he started to, to, to go into that whole uh, EDM thing where he's like, you know, I'm taking like, here's the thing. Like, it's such an art for his heart. Like, you know, when you come to the bar or whatever, like I'm, I'm not just playing music. Like I'm taking you on a journey and I'm like, like my, my eyes could tear out of the sockets with how hard they roll at something like that. You know, they're taking you, I'm taking you on a journey. Are you, should I bring a jacket for this journey that I'm going on? How many pacifiers and glow sticks will I need for this journey? Um, you know, I, I mean, I get that other artists too will say like, you know, musicians of, Oh, we're going to take you on a journey. And maybe, maybe you are, but I just, I just think it's so funny that you know, my argument is about the talent of playing an instrument versus designing something on a computer. You know what I mean? I can go on Photoshop and I can, I can cut little images out of other things and put them together and make a collage or make something that looks nice. And it's things taken from other things, but it's still, it's a lot harder to take a pen and, you know, paper and to draw that myself and to create it, you know, out of nothing, as opposed to taking what already exists when you're using software. That's all I'm saying. But everyone always argues, oh, it's art. It's art. At no point did I say that it doesn't take talent or that it's not artistic. What I said was my preference and what impresses me. And to me, the idea that you can do something where you can make a mistake. It's not like you just hit play on the computer and go, here's what I designed. Doesn't it sound good? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. But I would rather see 80 people in unison in sync playing instruments where you can fail and the pressure of it being live and everything like that. To me, that's just, that's, it sounds nicer, you know? I don't feel like I have to take ecstasy before I listen to it to make it good. You know, I, it reminds me of a, of a Doug Stanhope joke where he was saying like, you know, whenever people are like, Oh man, it's a shame. You have, you need alcohol to have a good time. That's, I think it's, it's just sad when you need alcohol to have a good time. And he's like, all right. But the, the difference is if, if I don't have alcohol, then you actually need to have a good time to have a good time. He's like, you know how many times like there's nothing been going on. I could just drink alcohol and enjoy myself. Sober, it's like, it actually has to be a fun, exciting event. It is way easier to make a boring thing exciting with alcohol, you know? And that's, that's what, that's what, uh, EDM is to me. It's like, oh, here, take this pill and let's, let's sit, let's lay on the floor of this dirty public washroom, running our nails up and down each other's backs, listening to this music that's taking us on a journey where the end of the road is syphilis. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just thought it was so funny. As soon as he said, I'm taking you on a journey, I grabbed my my clipboard with the podcast notes and just wrote that down. It's like, sure, sure. But I mean, you could take, I mean, if that journey is because of ecstasy or MDMA or whatever the fuck it is, you know, like you could, you could take, I think it's the pill that's taking you on the journey, not so much your music. Anyways, I love you, Matt. I love, I, 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 he listens. I've just, it was just, it was so funny. And that's his thing, right? Like it's, you know, when someone's comes at, you know, I don't know. I know that there's talented DJs again, but that wasn't the argument. The argument wasn't that there's no talent. 
the argument was not that it doesn't take, it's not art. It's, it's just not as impressive to me as actually being able to do it. I think the argument that I made with him that <laughs> pissed him off, which was funny, um, was I said that like, sometimes when you're, when you're buying a house from a property piece, you can pick and choose some of the elements that go into it. You know what I mean? Like which, where do you want the bedrooms located or the layouts or here? There's these different styles. And if yeah, well, we could have this part moved over here. And if you could add this element to that, it's like, just because you're taking something and organizing it, you don't turn around and go, I'm a carpenter, you know, I'm a, I built a house. No, you didn't. You took things that already exist. You moved them around and then you quote unquote made a house. Sure. It takes a little bit of talent, maybe an eye for detail, but you're, <laughs> you're not a carpenter. You didn't build a house. And to me, that's the difference between these, these DJs and, and real musicians. You know, his argument was like, oh, well, you know, a musician still has to pick up a guitar. Like, is he not talented because the guitar is making the music? And I go, and that's when I use the, the carpenter example. I go, just because the carpenter's using a hammer doesn't mean that the hammer's doing all the work. He still has to know how to use that tool, Right. Just because you picked where the rooms go doesn't mean you're a carpenter. So the carpenters actually know how to build a house and the EDM guys just know, oh, I want that note here with this instrument. Can you play an instrument? No, man. The computer's my instrument. More compute. I think Nick, Nick Carter said that one time, my buddy, uh, Nick Carter, I had a song. I had a, like, I think this EDM song came on, uh, through my iPod one time years ago and he just yells in the middle. He's like, this song needs more computers more computers. And that's basically how I feel about EDM. So pop your ecstasy, put that pacifier in your mouth, fuck a stranger and enjoy your journey. That was, uh, <laughs> it's so fucking funny. I have never, I'm going to start saying that my comedy, I'm taking you on a journey, a journey through shit and dick jokes, toilet humor, and the odd political satirical, topical observation. All right. Um, moving on. <laughs> Maybe it's, it's early morning. That's that's the thing, right? My commitment was to do all these podcasts, record them early in the day. Maybe this is too early. I'll have to find the sweet spot where I'm not just being a, a bastard because it's the middle of the fucking night. <laughs> I don't know. I'm having fun. Um, so what have we learned? Uh, don't call me on my birthday. <laughs> don't, don't glorify EDM to me um, or make a better argument. Um, you know, Hey, you're allowed to like things. You're allowed to like things. Just, uh, just don't tell, like, it's like, you know what? I really, uh, I really like crystal light. You know, if you take, a these things, you squirt them into your water. I just find it tastes better. It's like, it's aspartame and chemicals. The water's better for you. No, see, it's, it's taking you on a journey when you squirt this stuff in your water and you're like, Oh, I was expecting pink water, but this has a little bit of cranberry grapefruit taste to it. It's just, it's a magical journey. Um, it's a journey to early grave is what it is with the aspartame shellacking your brain's membranes. Um, Hey, so, um, let's talk about the box stuff. All right. I got two more topics, guys, the stuff I watched and the box stuff. Okay. Now, now I'm getting excited. Ooh, good little finger crack. I hope, uh, Phonic doesn't clear that out. I'm having a blast putting together these boxes. And every time I bring home a new item from Dequin, 
everybody in the house, everyone I show it to is like, oh my God, that looks fucking amazing. So I've shared some of the proofs with you guys uh, via Instagram and some of you who I'm close with, I've messaged them to you on Facebook or text or whatever. And everyone's like, oh, that looks really cool. And then the, then the item comes and I show the pictures of the real thing. And everyone's like, holy fuck, that looks even better. I'm like, holy fuck. I know. Right. Um, so, um, let me start by saying that, um, there are still a few boxes available. So uh, even more of them sold, um, once I started showing some of these items, someone's like, Oh, I'll take one of those. I'll take one of those. A lot of people are like, some people are just like, I just want that item and that item and that item. So it's like the point where like everything I show them, even though I've got like three things at the moment, one of which is the whiskey glasses. And I'll talk about them. I had an issue with them, but I'll talk about them shortly. Uh, even though the whiskey glasses are not included in the order, the only things I've, I've actually like grabbed so far, um, that are in the box are the uh, coffee mugs, which are outstanding. I'm drinking from one right now. And, um, and the notebooks, the journals. Oh my God. Both look incredible. I'm so happy with them. So, so happy with them. These mugs are incredible. If you want to see what they look like, uh, you know, fire me a message. Ah, the charm of the show, me and my slurping sounds. Um, the coffee I'm drinking is not my favorite right now. It's uh, Amaretti from Nespresso. It was one of their Christmas ones that I just never opened. And uh, it's got a little bit of an amaretto taste to it, but... I don't know. I think that would probably be better with like maybe a lot of milk or, you know, anyways, who cares? Who cares? Um, so I received a message. I believe it was Wednesday, um, that the mugs were in and I picked up the mugs Wednesday and then Friday, the journals and the whiskey glasses were in. So I have since, um, packaged. So all the boxes came. The, the boxes I believe came Wednesday. So the collector's boxes came, um, I went out and I got the personalized. So I, I designed on Photoshop, the, uh, the, the personalized, uh, inserts for them. So when you open the box lid, you know, your name, your box number is in there. Um, I got the black and orange, uh, packing papers and everything like that for, for everything. Um, and I got these, uh, like little square gift boxes. So for all the mugs, because there was, you know, again, some of them had uh, quantities beyond 25. Um, I got these nice little four by four by four, uh, black gift boxes. I have the stickers that I made a while back. I actually was trimming them and then using them to label the boxes. So they look fucking fantastic. And then I got, uh, clear labels off of Amazon. So basically, like I said, I've, I've turned my bedroom into a fulfillment center. So, um, for the longest time, I was just, you know, I would, I was building the boxes, right. Cause they all come flat. So I was, I was folding the boxes together, the 25 boxes for everybody. Um, went to my printers. He's great. He got me everything right away. So like, you want to wait? And I was like, sure. So got me the labels for, for all the boxes. Um, there's still some obviously available. So when those come, I'll get them, but all of the orders I had currently, I got the labels done, started setting those up, uh, packed the boxes with the items that I already have. So the notebooks and the, the mugs all in the boxes, then all the extra ones, um, I was folding, uh, basically what I had to do is create like a production line. So I had 50 some odd boxes and what I had to do first was trim the stickers. So use my slicer to trim the stickers to get the part of the label that I wanted. Um, then I'd put them on all of the boxes. So there's three different stickers that go on the box. One of them, one man podcast, uh, cover, and then the, you know, where to get them on the sides kind of things that they look great. I'll, I'll post a picture on Instagram. Um, so I had to sticker the boxes way easier to do while they were still flat. Then I would fold them together. Um, 
then uh, sticker, like the round label sticker on the bottom to keep the box, uh, you know, those little clear plastic stickers, you get them on DVDs or whatever, they just sort of like seal them to shut. So seal them with those in the bottom, uh, then take the mugs, wrap them in orange and black paper in the box, foldy, foldy, seal on the top. Bob's your uncle. Now, all of that sounds like it maybe just takes a couple minutes, but like with all the trimming, right? Production trimming, you know, you're 15, 20 minutes trimming all the stickers, then another, you know, half an hour to 45 minutes, putting all the stickers on all of the boxes, then folding all of the boxes together, doing it right. Labeling. It, it took a long time and wrapping mugs and everything like that, wiping them down, checking them for flaws or anything like that. So all of the mugs are in the boxes. All of the extra boxes are made, folded, labeled, packaged. Uh, they look great. Very, 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 very happy with them. Uh, the journals, uh, stickers on the inside cover of the journals, uh, things pulled out, wrapped, sealed. Um, they look good. They look really, really good, guys. I'm very, very happy with with how everything is, is coming together and looking. Like I said, more people are seeing this and going like, oh, shit, um, I need to pick one of these up. I was like, yeah, yeah, you do gosh, darn it. Um, and there are still some available. So if this is the first time you're hearing of this contact at one man podcast.com, uh, get your order in, um, just finalized, uh, the, the hats and, uh, the t-shirts. So there's nothing else. The only thing that we're having issues with this was the water bottle. The design that we picked, uh, looked like complete shit. Um, when they, when they send us a sample bottle, so we're, we're just going to retool that, change the logo on it and, and Bob's your uncle, make it nice and easy, but I've actually held the water bottles in my hands now, not just ordered them into the catalogs and their quality, just like with, just, just like I expected, nice quality water bottle. Um, can't wait to get them in your guys' hands. Uh, super, 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 super excited. Uh, more stuff should come in. Um, one small update, um, and the, you know, here's one thing too, just before I, I'm going to cross off some of the stuff I talked about is the whiskey glasses are, uh, sorry, not the whiskey glasses. The journals are super cool. The pens that came with them, I expected to be complete shit. They're not the journal journal, nice, like soft hardcover yeah, oxymoron there. It's like this nice sort of like leather sort of, it's not leather, but it kind of feels a little pleather, like hardcover to it. It feels really nice. Um, there's the, the strap on it right? The elastic strap that holds it shut. I love that it's got a pen holder on the side and the pens that they come with are actually pretty nice. You can use your own and that's definitely what I'll do. I'm a bit of a picky. You, Josh? Yeah, I'm a bit picky when it comes to my pens and what stuff I use, but uh, I'm definitely, uh, definitely happy with them. And then they have a pocket in the back cover, like a lot of the stuff that you buy. So, you know, I remember I had one similar to that when I was driving Uber some time ago where I would just write my kilometers down in the, the book, right? And, uh, same actually when I was working for Domino's, even before that, I was using these types of books because you would have to, I would, I would have to track everything for tax purposes. So like I would have to write my tips down after every delivery, just so that I could claim my tips. And then of course I was also bringing back, um, uh, sometimes cash and receipts. So I was doing debit and credit, whatever. So that, that back folder was perfect so that my whole shift, I would just stuff all my receipts in that little envelope in the back of the book and then seal it up again right? Writing my tips and everything down. So just, it was a really just one, one-stop shop for all of my organization over the course of a shift. And, um, and then when I was doing Uber, I'd put gas receipts in the back pocket and write down my starting and finishing kilometers. Um, it's great. And, and these journals are no different. They're fucking awesome spot for a pen. Cause that's the thing too. When I was, that was one thing those my books never had was a little, little strap for a pen. So constantly losing that. And of course it's got the little ribbon in it too. Oh, they're just guys. They're so nice. So nice. In fact, um, when I brought home the journals, 
uh, Simon and Kamara saw them. They're like, this is fucking great. Both of them bought one on the spot. Okay, I'll take one. Done. 10 bucks, done. So, uh, and Simon bought a, a whiskey glass too. So I'm like, these are fucking incredible. I was like, yeah, they're pretty nice. So uh, yeah, done dealio. Done dealio. Um, the whiskey glasses had a bit of an issue with them. So when I got them, uh, there was a few of them, well, like 40% of them that had, uh, you know, flaws on the, um, on the logo, which I found, fa- I found a bit of a workaround for to, to fix them up. Some of them were just irreparable. Um, so that's, that's one of the things I did, uh, on my birthday was, uh, I, I drove to Daquin to bring back the, the glasses that were, were no good. Um, I found that, uh, okay. So, so these ones are laser etched. All right. They're little sort of Glencairn style whiskey tasters. It's like halfway between a Glencairn and a shot glass. Um, but the laser, I, I opted to go with laser etching on them because I didn't want these things to look shitty. Um, when I do a whiskey tasting or something like that, like I want it to, to look nice. So I, I think I mentioned this before that if, if we did a paint, like a silk paint, a silk screen paint job on them, it would look okay. And there's a color of, of paint that they have that looks kind of like an etching. It's like a, like almost like a ghost sort of like paint where it just sort of goes over top, but it looks kind of like etching. Um, I opted not to go with that only because uh, it wouldn't be dishwasher safe. So if you want to throw in the dishwasher, eventually that paint would start to come off and it would look shitty. So I opted to go with the $5 more per glass cost of, uh, laser etching. So an actual etch into the, the glass and lasered on so that, you know, it's actually carved into the glass so you can throw in the dishwasher. You can't, you can't wash off a carving. Like that's just how it is. So I'm like, and that'll look better. It'll look more professional. And these are for, you know, nice, nice events and, and whiskey tastings that I'm doing. So this would be, I would be very, very happy to, to do that. So they end up costing about $14 or something like that, all said and done. Um, well, when I got them, the, the etchings on some of them kind of looked like there was little parts that were like scratched up or whatever. Um, I've since discovered that if I take something abrasive, like the, like a blade of a knife or something, and I scratch it, I can actually make them all uniform. Um, but the other issue was that some of the glasses that they used seemed to be really, really bad quality. And what I mean is like bad, uh, like the glass itself was crafted poorly. So some of them would have like, I, I, I had this issue with, with that when trying to describe to them what it looked like, because it's kind of like, you know, what am I, what am I trying to describe? Well, like some of them, the glass was just either whatever was fabricating the glass was, was blowing it improperly where you'd have like, like specks of specks, chunks of dirt or rock in the actual glass, um, abrasions around the rim of the glass was like scratching and stuff. So if you put your lip on it, you could cut yourself. Um, some of them were just warped where the rim was like melted or something like that, where you'd have like these big chunks of glass just sort of sticking up off the edge. And I was like, who would see this and then package it for a client? If these were like two, three bucks each, I wouldn't have said anything. I'd been like, all right, sometimes you get something, you know, you get what you pay for. These are $15 each, you know? So they've got to be better. They've got to be better. Sorry. They got to be better. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I scratched the abrasions on the ones that just had an issue with the logo. I actually fixed them and made them look good um, myself, which you shouldn't have to do when you're paying for it, it should come done. So I, I went with them today and I took all these little green stickers on the glasses themselves because every one of them had something kind of different wrong with it. So I took the green stickers to mark on the glass, like what my actual issue with, with the glasses were. 
So that's a thing I did. Um, did that, and they're gonna they're gonna basically send it back to them. And the company said that they'll they'll redo the ones that they got wrong. But I'm just kind of like, well, that's great, but you know, can we make a different person <laughs> check them before they send them back? So um, whining, complaining. Well, it's just what it is. I'm just, but I'm letting you guys know. So again. I have worked with people in marketing, in sales, in, in production, whatever, where they would get something like that in and it doesn't look good and they go, ah, whatever. And they would just sell it to you anyways. That's your hard earned money. Something you work, you know, 15 bucks is fucking an hour's worth of work. So to, to, you know, make you guys, you know, work hard and then, ah, fuck it. You look at it and you go, ah, fuck it. And you just pass it along. That's not how I vibe, man. That's not my way of doing things. All right. So what I'm trying to say, guys, is again, when you pick up something from me, it's going to be tip top. All right. Homie, don't play that. I got two journals in the entire run. All right. Two in the entire run that had like a slight flaw. One of them, I guess the cover had a hole in it. So when they put the paint of the logo on the front, it sort of sucked it in and it kind of looks a little funny. Uh, I took that one out. That's one of the ones I'll use. So I'll keep that for myself. Um, but that was it. There's only two issues. And one of the mugs, funny enough, was missing the, um, the little dude logo, the little orange dude from one man podcast. Funny enough. Cause they do it in colors, right? They paint them in colors. So they do the, they hit it with the white and then they hit it with the orange or, or vice versa, whatever order they do it in. But I've got one mug where I guess it was the end of the weekend. And these were all done basically right around Christmas time or during the Christmas vacation. So one of them was joking at that when they're like, Oh, I wonder if these were uh, disgruntled employees who were working through the holidays. But, um, basically, and then the, uh, whiskey glasses and the mugs came from the same company, but the mugs look great, uh, shy of the one that's missing the orange. So you got a, you got a white one man podcast logo with an orange cup. So I guess that would work if I was being cheap. I was like, oh, well, the orange is the thing. And then we just do one man, right? One, one less color. So I've actually got a friend I showed that to. And she's like, I want a box and I want that misprint cup. And I was like, really? And she's like, oh yeah, I love fucked up shit. I was like, great. Great. So that person is, is happier at the mistake and she will have the only, uh, misprinted one man podcast mug. So, Hey, everybody wins. But, um, I'm just, I'm having so much fun putting this stuff together. When I'm, when I'm done this podcast, I'm going to go down and make one of my meal kits. And, uh, and then I'm coming back up to fold. I bought all these, uh, I bought these white glasses. Cause again, the whiskey glasses are more for my, my tastings that I do. And maybe, you know, after, after a show here and there, I'm going to be drinking, you know, out of my glass on stage. If the world ever goes back to normal. And, uh, and I think for after the show, so just, it's just the presentation. So again, these mugs are like 15 bucks. I remember talking to Mika and I was like, yeah, they're like, like, you know, it, it, they're 12 something. So it's just 15 is a round number to sell them individually. So the reason like you could say, well, why did you go into the trouble of buying, you know, mug boxes and labeling them and sealing them and wrapping them and pay because if I'm charging $15 for something, I can just hand you a mug that's wrapped in a little plastic that came out of a case. There's no wow factor to that. There's no, you know, 15 bucks to just hand you a mug. There's nothing to that, but something that's wrapped, that's got a seal on it that you get to break, you open it up. It's got fucking orange and black. Like it just, there's, there's, there's a little sizzle to it. You know what I mean? The presentational, the marketing value of that. It, it just, you feel like you got something more for your money than me just handing you a mug. It's the same with the whiskey glass. I'm not going to just reach into a box and hand you a glass. It's coming in a box, coming wrapped. It's got some logoing on it, you know, on the front. It's going to just, it's going to look like you got something for your money. All right. I'm not trying to oversell this box. I'm letting you guys know how excited I am for it. And, and everyone around me has been like, dude, your, your energy on this box is infectious. I'm like, okay, well, that's great. I'm just excited for it. I'm, you know what? I'll put it up. I'll be as transparent. I'm very proud 
of, of what I've put together here. This is the most expensive thing that I've ever just done, um, to put out there. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm super excited. The hats and the t-shirt proofs came in the morning of my birthday. I'm like the two biggest priced items in the box and the two probably best items in the box. Uh, I finally got the proofs in this morning of like the stitching and the logoing. They look fucking incredible. Absolutely incredible. I can't wait for these to come in. I can't wait. The hats, I'm losing my shit. How, how fucking excited. I can't wait to show you guys how cool these things look. So, you know, anyways, anyways, I'm loving life. I'm having a good time. Um, yeah, we'll get these. We'll get these guys. The, the last point about the box is the phone stands. So one of the number one things that everyone's been like, I've actually had a few people be like, dude, uh, like just chatting with them on FaceTime or whatever this week. And the amount of times that their phone's falling over, I have a phone stand as well, but it's like a little, I've, I've said this before. It's like a little compass phone stand where it's like pull it apart and open it up and flip things down or whatever. And it's just a pain in the ass to have to fetch. And now I've actually got it blocked off behind all the boxes. So it'd be a real pain in the ass to have to get. But, um, yeah, just people I'm talking to their phones falling down. They're trying to find somewhere to stand it up. I'm like, they're like, I want the stand. And they've actually ordered. Some of them have been like, I need to order, you know, maybe two or three of them just cause I want one on, on this desk. I want one at my, my desk at work. Uh, you know, I think I'm going to have one in the living room for, I'm like, yeah, great. And they're, they're cheap as hell. So like not quality, but I just got a message today, uh, after I visited them to that, the supplier is actually, I increased my order from 150 of them to 200 just based on how popular they were. But then they called me or they emailed me and said, Hey, apparently the supplier says that they're not going to get a restock on them until late February. And it was my understanding that they had a set amount of them set aside for us. But when I increased my order, I, I said, if I increase the order, I don't want it to affect you know, the ones he's like, he's like, no, no, they have a, they have a certain amount of them. There should be fine. Naturally get the call or the email. Hey, uh, it's going to be delayed. So they said that they're expecting them to be delivered, uh, you know, on their way to me, March 5th or 6th. Um, which if I'm not mistaken, the 200th episode is like the following week. So they better like get to me. I gotta get them in the boxes. Um, you know, wrapped, shipped, on their way. So you guys should be getting your boxes. My Ottawa people, you'll get them the day I get those stands. It'll be the last thing that we're waiting for. And we'll just get it in the box, get it wrapped up and I'll get it to you. But, uh, yeah, very excited, very excited for, uh, to get these things to you guys. And the phone stands, man, everybody wants one. There's some people who only want a phone stand. It's just going to delay, but I can't wait. We're going to have so much cool shit to show. All right. All right. That's enough about the box. If you want one guys, they're 125 Canadian. So my American listeners, that's, I think, I think we did the conversion at somewhere around 97 bucks. So it's hundred bucks for you, hundred bucks plus shipping wherever you are, unless you're local, which I can just come and give it to you. But, uh, we've got a few of these left, uh, Contact the one man podcast.com. Take a look at the Instagram page. I'll post some more pictures of the stuff I've got so far. Um, cannot wait to, to get these in your hands. I can't wait for them to come here so that I can start wearing my shit and, uh, and promoting it and using it. I'm, I'm having a blast. I'm having an absolute blast. And while I'm doing all this stuff, I've been watching some shows. So let me, I probably won't go through all of them. Or maybe I will. Maybe it'll just be a longer episode. And you guys can enjoy it as you see fit. Um, I've been watching some stuff, and I've been I've been kind of uh, I've been kind of moonlighting, been whoring around with just about everybody, playing on all the platforms. I think Amazon Prime is the only one that I didn't 
I didn't fuck with. And I didn't fuck with, as the kids say. Yo, you fuck with Amazon Prime? Yeah, motherfucker, I don't fuck with. You fuck with Disney Plus? Yeah, I fuck with Disney Plus. <laughs> um, I, uh, I watched. Okay, let's start. I even put the thing. So on Crave, I believe it was Crave TV. Um, that's where I get my, my, uh, new, new release movies and my HBO crave free plug for them. Uh, thank you very much. I watched a movie called the turning, the turning. It had, uh, I don't know her name, but she's the chick who played grace. Oh, I'm glad I remember the character's name grace in terminator dark fate. So she played the, the human hybrid who had been enhanced, I guess. Um, so she played this like nanny who's looking after these two kids in a house and is, is it haunted? What's going on in this house and blah, 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 blah. Um, shit, shit movie. Finn Wolfhart from, uh, from stranger things. The guy who played Eleven's boyfriend. I don't remember what his name is in that. Mike, Mike was his name. Nice and easy. Mike. Yeah. Mike from stranger things. He was in that. Um, his, he just plays the guy of like a bad kid and whatever. Um, it got a shit score on Rotten Tomatoes. I really wish I'd looked at it first. I just saw I'm like, oh, the turning that's got like, there's good actors in it. So I was like, oh, maybe this will be good. Um, yeah, I really didn't like, it was like, it was, it was mildly entertaining through the whole movie. And then the ending just fucked all of it up. Um, bad. Anyways, I'll, I'll keep it short. Some, some, some kind of like, I, there wasn't even really any like jump scares in it. It was like, she'd leave a room. And then you would see a ghost standing there and then just slowly turning their head and not like one of those creepy M night Shyamalan uh, ghosts or like uh, what's his face? Guillermo del Toro, like mama where it's like a creepy, you know, withered saggy where you can't see, even see its face. Cause it's just hair hanging in front of it. And it just, you know, it wasn't like one of those ghosts where you're like, Oh fuck. And it's creepily turning its head to where it would be like a full on dude where you're just like, Oh, I can see the dude. It's like some old, old Tommy guy. He looked like, uh, you know, Chris Cornell or like the winter soldier. You know what I mean? Just got like that long, short, you know, again, what's with the fucking oxymorons? Like he's got a short haircut, like down to maybe his, the bottom of his chin, but it's like the long hair is in his face. You know what I mean? And he just sort of like turns towards her when she leaves her like, okay, but she didn't see you. So what the fuck is going on here? Like, so you're showing me that there's ghosts. You're letting us know that there's ghosts, but it's just looking at her. Like there's no scare for her. Aren't we supposed to empathize with the character? Just stupid called the turning. Don't waste your time. Uh, all right. Um, yeah. And like the, the twist at the end. So I, I had to watch, there's this cool little YouTube channel that I've checked out a few times in the past. And I've checked out a few times this week after movies, just for fun. Any, any movie I watch now, I'm like, I'll throw this on. It's a channel from uh, found flicks, I believe is the channel name. And they have this series called ending explained. I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen it before, but if you're ever watching a movie and you're like, what the fuck was that? Check out one of these things afterwards. Cause the dude will just sort of talk about things. He might bring on some stuff that you missed in the movie. You know, a lot of times if you're watching like a horror movie or something like that, or something suspenseful, like, you know, maybe you're not always zoned into it, but, um, there's a lot of these ones and that, like, especially for like bad horror. So like, you know, uh, they even talk about how like the turning had like a theatrical ending or like an alternate ending that made a little more sense, but was never released. Um, and they'll talk about some of the things that, you know, maybe just a throwaway line that someone mentioned or sort of just putting some pieces back together for you. Like, oh, that's right. They did say that. Yeah. I, I forgot about that. And again, for me who I'm sitting here folding boxes and labeling and shit like that while the movie's playing. So maybe not every scene, you know, 
that's the thing too, about like putting something on while you're doing something else. You stop and you like stare at the TV. But the thing is sometimes when there's no, you know, no audio, right? Like I'm sitting here. I, I think I watched game of Thrones like that, where like I'd be doing other shit. So if someone said something like I'd, I'd pay attention, but if someone was like walking down a co- corridor and like, you know, maybe you see like someone walks into a room and they see two people together that shouldn't be together. And it's like a big plot thing. Well, if I'm, if they're not saying anything, it's just music playing or whatever. And I'm working on something. It's like, Oh, you just missed something very important. And that's why shit doesn't make sense. So these ending explains are great because if you're doing something else, with something on the background, maybe you miss something that kind of the linchpin that holds everything together. Um, it'll, it'll point that shit out for you. So, uh, yeah, but that wasn't the case with turning thought. Oh, did I, did I miss something that made this movie good? I most certainly did not. I watched soul soul S O U L on Disney plus Disney plus the movie soul. Cause I think that one came out on Christmas day or something. And everyone was like, Oh, I watched soul. Did you watch soul? I watched soul. I watched soul. I started watching it earlier in the week and I got about 20 minutes in and I really lost interest in it. Um, but, but a lot of people were like, Oh, well it's like the ending's really sweet and it's this and that it's really good. And I was like, okay, well, I'll, I will give it a shot. It's a Disney Pixar movie. I put it back on. Jamie Foxx plays the main character. Tina Fey's his little sidekick in that movie. Um, I, uh, really really didn't like it. I, it's broad strokes. Let me see how good I am at giving a broad strokes and options. Um, broad strokes is Jamie Foxx is a, as a, a, a jazz enthusiast. Uh, he's very good at playing the piano. He's very good at his jazz, but he's like a high school music teacher, right? I guess just never things never, you know, uh, worked out for him. Um, he's got an audition for, um, he's got an audition to play in a, I guess, a very well-respected jazz group. He goes to said audition. He crushes it. This is all very early in the movie. I'm not, I'm not telling you that if it goes to his audition, crushes it, she goes, come back tonight. You know, we'll see what you got, you know, like for a live audience or whatever. And he's like, yay. And he's walking on sunshine down the streets of New York, steps into a manhole, an open manhole, uh, with no explanation of why there's an open manhole. Um, and then just falls to his death. Um, which I don't know any manholes that have a fall that far that you can kill yourself. Um, we're not talking about like one of those air vents where you'd fall down at like, no, just a manhole cover, um, and falls down to his death. Um, now he's up in the, the afterlife and he needs to come back because he wants to know. So things were just getting good for me. My, my life had no meaning before. And finally this is happening for me. And, and he runs into, like, tries to find a way back to earth and then runs into uh, another soul that, like, doesn't want to live, doesn't want to go to earth. And he needs their earth pass. You know, he tries jumping through this hole to head to earth. And, like, they're, they're, they're little concepts. Like, you're kind of like, ah, oh, this seems particularly procedural for, like, souls in the afterlife to come to earth. So... I really didn't like the way that they set up the Tina Fey character, this person who doesn't want to go to earth. Um, I really didn't like, they were saying that like, oh, we can't find anyone that wants to make 22 is their name is soul number 22 to go to earth. Cause they just don't see the point of life and it. You know, why do I want to go? And, and all the most famous and intelligent and, and souls throughout time, like you know, mother Teresa was her mentor and mother Teresa couldn't convince her to go live a life. And, and these famous psychologists couldn't teach her and Abraham Lincoln couldn't encourage her to go. All these great minds throughout history couldn't convince her. 
Um, but finally she accidentally goes to earth with this guy and hanging out with this like real stick in the mud jazz guy about how like, Oh, my life had no meaning before jazz. Like that's the thing that changes her mind. Spoiler alert. But it was just, it was really like, I could like, let's put it this way. They laid it on too thick for her not wanting to come to earth. Instead of just being like, I just don't see the point. Like instead they're like, Oh no, the best minds read history. And yet this guy who really, really boring character, Jamie Foxx's character, very, very boring. Uh, he has a mother that doesn't support him. And then he literally goes, music's my life. And she goes, oh my God. And then she becomes the most supportive thing of all. Like it, it was like the Martha scene in Batman versus Superman. Like just oh, both our moms are named Martha. And that's because nobody at DC is creative. That's why all of the fucking superheroes are orphans and they all have the same powers. Anyways, ah, complaining, not whining, um, complaining, complaining. I'll wear it all day. This motherfucker complains on his podcast. Look, I'm giving a review. Fuck you. You guys watch a goddamn review video. And if that guy says something sucks, ah, oh, it's just a review. Well, this is a fucking review. It's not a complaint. All right. It, I mean, it is it, but it's a review. I'm, I'm saying what I did. Fuck you. I don't, you know what? Fuck you onesie. Why is there one less download next week? No, I'm just saying, you know, I, I, um, it, sometimes these Disney movies, you know, I, I liked when Pixar, I've talked about this before, the decline of Pixar, but I liked when Pixar had a message and it was fun. Um, onward onward was fun. Um, right. The two elves, it's a cute little take on, you know, fairy tale creatures in the modern day world. Um, I found that interesting and it had a nice little message. It was, you know, cheesy and hokey, but it was entertaining throughout the soul one. I really didn't find that it was very entertaining. You know, they tried to have that nice message at the end or whatever, but it was just like, I don't know. I found it really hokey. If you're going to tell me the best minds throughout history, you know, weren't able to convince this soul that life was worth living yet her just spending like one day, you know, basically it was her on one day and like trying pizza for the first time. Oh my God, this is amazing. You know, finding a fucking acorn and being like, Oh, this grows. Isn't this beautiful? Like you don't think any of these great minds were able to, to paint Einstein. In fact, Einstein's the one who said that there's two ways to look at the universe as, you know, one as if nothing is a miracle and the other is if everything is a miracle. Like you're telling me all these great minds, they couldn't convince her, but just hanging out in a shitty part of New York for a day, eating pizza and, and finding seeds. Like that's, that's the big change. I like the message is supposed to be that like, Oh, like everything in life is amazing. And just because you're not getting what you want, doesn't mean that I don't know. I, I, uh, definitely bottom 25% of Pixar movies. Um, in my opinion. All right, moving on, moving on. Um, I watched, I, let's, stick, let's stick with Disney plus for half a second here. The other one I watched was brave. That's an old Disney movie about a redheaded archer whose mom turns into a bear and doesn't want to marry a prince or something. Um, all over the place, garbage. There's a reason that I never heard of it or, or anything like that. Um, nice animation as always. Pixar does a great job with their animation, top notch, undeniably, but just boring, boring. The story's kind of all over the place. The fuck is going on? Like sometimes they go so much into the jokes where you're like, okay, but remember you still have a plot to move forward. You know, you can't just make stupid scenes and expect me to give a fuck. Uh, DreamWorks came up, came up beside them. You know what I mean? DreamWorks coming in with the Shrek movies. They went on too long, but the first couple of Shreks were nice. The, um, you know, how to train your dragon. Uh, the first one was good. The second one, I think they brought, but just, but that good, good, uh, creative new sort of story. You know what I mean? Um, I like that shit, you know? I'm trying to think if there's any other DreamWorks ones that really stood out, but, um, anyways, 
Brave was a redheaded archer princess who whose family is looking for a suitor for her. And she doesn't want to just marry whoever they're telling her to marry. And then it's, it's her mother who's forcing her to this. And then her mother turns into a bear. And then, uh, you know, does she learn her lesson? Probably. I don't know. I, I never even got to the end. Don't care. Probably never watched again. But, uh, hey, if you loved Brave and I got it wrong, message me. Send me an email. You know, I want to hear it. I'd love to get someone else's opinion. Someone who never whines. Someone who's just, it's just constructive criticism. When you do it, Josh, it's whining. When I do it, it's fine. It's just, a, it's just an observation. Um, what else? Um, I watched a movie called The Banker. Um, I, I switched over to Apple TV Plus. All right. And I watched a movie called The Banker. This had Anthony Mackie in it. If you don't know who Anthony Mackie is, he played uh, Falcon in uh, the, the Marvel, the MCU. And uh, he also, the first thing I ever saw him in is he played Papa Doc in 8 Mile. So the person that, that Eminem needs to go up against at the end, loses to in the beginning, goes up against in the end. Um, that's, uh, that's Anthony Mackie. So he played... Um, he was in this movie with Samuel L. Jackson. So Anthony Mackie, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Nicholas Holt, who played beast in the new X-Men movies and some other things. He played R in warm body bodies, warm bodyers. Um, he's been in a bunch of other stuff too. He's been, a, I think he was a child actor, but, um, he's in it. And Nia long who played Will Smith's wife in fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So there in this, it's called the banker. It's about these, uh, it's about this, this young, uh, black man. in I believe it's the fifties who, uh, very, very smart, um, studies sort of banking and finance and things like that and trying to better himself, uh, increase his stature. And he and Samuel L. Jackson start buying properties and, uh, you know, uh, increasing their, 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 they're just, just increasing their stature in life by owning properties and whatnot. But it shows how like they're, they were, they were black guys buying properties in whites only neighborhood where there was actual like segregation, um, where it's like, it's whites only neighborhoods and they were buying buildings in there and the shit that they went through uh, to the point where they finally end up, uh, they, they buy a building that, that houses three banks, which made it so that they could basically kind of call some shots on these banks, you know, right. As their landlords, like, well, you know, Hey, if you don't do this, we're going to kick you out. Like these are guys who couldn't even get an appointment in the bank because they were black. You know what I mean? So you can't even go to this bank and get an appointment. Then all of a sudden they're the landlords of this building. And then uh, to the point where they actually bought to own their own bank to be able to help out the communities and give loans to to black people who deserved it. And uh, great, interesting movie. I won't tell you how it ends, but it was really interesting to see. It was fucking sad at other times to just see how, like, again, I don't even want to ruin the scenes for you, but just to see, like, like, these guys were so legitimate, upstanding citizens, everything like that, and every... The racism in it was fucking unbelievable to shine a light. Just certain, just, just some day-to-day dealings to see it. You know what I mean? Like there's the standard, you know, people yelling the N word at them and stuff like that and, and vandalizing their property because it's, you know, black owned or whatever, but just to like the day-to-day conversations that they would have, like with the police or with tenants, like I'm your landlord, but the way people are talking to me, you can't own this building, you know, blah, 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 things like that. Just you, you got to see it. If you have Apple TV plus, uh, there's a lot of great shows on it, by the way, great shows and movies. Um, the banker is one that I thoroughly enjoyed watching. Um, and it was, uh, it was cool to see. And it sort of just, you know, it gives a little, it shines more of a light on, you know, just what the plight of, uh, the black man has been through and woman and woman. Um, 
<laughs> I, I don't know why it's like, it's like, are you allowed to say that? I'm pretty sure you're allowed to say, you know, black lives matter. You can't be like, Oh, it's black. You can't call the black. Yeah. Um, the plight of, 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 you know, African-Americans in, uh, in North America, it's fucked. It's fucked. Um, yeah, but great, great movie. Very well done. Amazing performances by everybody in that movie. Um, I will, uh, I got two, oh, three more, three more to, to, to bang out here. How are we doing for time? That's like quarter after the hour. Um, I watched, let's do, uh, oh, we're still on Disney plus on, on Friday, right at 3am. I mean, I was up overnight sticker in boxes. I put on the new series, WandaVision from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the first TV series from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Come on. Uh, WandaVision, which is the story of, uh, Scarlet Witch, Wanda Maximoff and Vision, of course, who had the. You know, Infinity Stone, uh, the Mind Stone ripped out of his head in Infinity War, and that was the last we saw of him. So he's he's here with Wanda, and it's so, it's it's based off of a comic book called WandaVision, and I don't know anything about it. All I know is that when I was collecting the comics from my buddy Nick digitally, uh, I saw the the covers of WandaVision, where it's like kind of like this Leave It to Beaver neighborhood where they kind of live together. Um, and that's that's sort of all I could gather from the the comics. I was like, oh, this is interesting. So it's kind of like a uh, I guess an homage to like the golden era of, of TV shows or whatever, right? Like the bewitched and, and leave it to beaver and, you know, honeymooners and that kind of thing. So the, there's only two episodes out so far. They launched with two episodes and the first episode was very like kind of leave it to beaver. They, if you're looking at the show, expecting to be like superheroes and Marvel cinematic universe, it's not that, um, it's so funny though, because they, they capture the essence of those old black and white TV shows immaculately. The, the humor is, is funny for back then. And it's, it's funny for now. They've done a great job of, of merging the two together, but the camera angles are like perfect, like three camera setup. every now and again, they'll get cinematic and they'll change the angle to something that you wouldn't have seen in a show back then very rarely, but it has the right effect to let you know that like, this isn't real. What's happening to them. Isn't real. Something else is going on behind it. Um, but the jokes, the style, the, oh no, honey, my boss is coming to dinner tonight. Like what, what a, what a mess this will be, if, you know, uh, like is, is captured perfectly. And they seem to go. So the first episode seems to take place somewhere in like the fifties. The second episode is more like bewitched style and it happened in kind of more of a sixties. Like you see like just the styles of, of homes and everything. And it looks like every episode they're going to move forward in time. Um, but I, I just can't, like, if you have take a look at it. If you, if you watch the show expecting to see, you know, infinity war or something like that, you're going to be disappointed. Watch the show thinking, you know, at least the two that are out so far is, and and you see more to it too. Like there's, they're definitely hinting at shit's going on. So that's becoming a thing. But if you watch it thinking, I'm going to, I'm going to see like a really funny, not necessarily parody, but like, but like parody homage, um, to like classic television with these two characters who still have their powers and everything. They still have their powers. He's still a, you know, not a, he's still a, a what is it? An Android or whatever. So he still has his powers. She still has her powers, but to watch it with what they got going on. Um, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't know what the plot is, but why I just watched two episodes where they were basically kind of parodying two of the shows from the era and, uh, thoroughly enjoyed. So WandaVision on Disney plus, uh, worth a watch in my opinion. Uh, it'll be interesting. I can probably give it a better recommendation when it's all out. If you, there's people who want to wait until everything's out there to, uh, 
to to watch it, then by all means. And uh, I know some of my listeners have Disney Plus. I would love to know what you guys thought of those first two episodes. If you're not familiar with those shows, maybe you hated it. I know somebody who's like, I've never seen those shows. This was stupid. It's like not when you know the source material. And I don't mean the comic books, but like when you know the the shows that they're actually making fun of. Like it's funny that she's the Scarlet Witch, and they used Bewitched as kind of like a a premise or a, a basis. So very, very, uh, very entertaining. I was definitely entertained throughout laughing my ass off. And I did, did such, holy fuck. You really had to know the, the style back then to be able to, to, to parody it so well, but at the same time, like, ah, oh, it's, it's great. All right. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, I watched, uh, okay. So let's, let's go two more. So I watched the entire bond series, uh, from Daniel Craig like the Daniel Craig Bond series. So I watched Casino Royale, which I'd seen before and I thought it was okay. It's a lot of action. Like James Bond really, there's not really a whole lot of uh, plot to those movies. It's always world domination. And then James Bond needs to like jump on a crane, swing through a building, land in an Austin Martin, uh, do backflips of, of the Austin Martin, drive it up a, up a staircase, um, doing backflips so he can jump out of it to grab a helicopter and then, uh, climb into the helicopter, uh, have a fight scene in the helicopter as it tail spins downwards. So he can throw the guy out, grab the helicopter, pull it up as it explodes into a building and he jumps out of it, uh, right in the nick of time to land on top of a train, uh, to grab a tank off the train, drive the tank. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's so over the top, insane action. And I like action, but when the scene's like 20 minutes long, it's like, holy fuck. Like this is like the bond movies now, maybe they always were. They're just a fast and the furious movie. There's really no plot to them anymore. It's like, there's a couple of beautiful women that I would be like, hello, I'm 007. Oh, you're a cheeky bastard, aren't you? Perhaps I am, but are you a bad girl? And then just immediately like melt and like mega, like James Bond should have been me too a thousand times in the series there. There's women like telling him no. And he's like, shut up and just shoves them up against the wall. Just making it. And they're like, uh, uh, they resist. And then they just oh, like, it's just, it's I, James Bond is toxic masculinity. <laughs> it's like, I think that that's all it is now. You could get by with it. And some people are like, ah, it's traditional. And sure, sure. It's tradition. I don't care. It's fine. It's not good. It's not like if the story in it went well, you know, I like the fact that this was kind of like watching the old James Bonds. I tried watching them years ago, you know, like there's just no story that goes from one to the next. The characters stay the same, but they didn't have like that kind of continuation. So with these that looked like they were trying to, you know, watching Casino Royale, moving on to quantum of solace, the, the love that he lost and he's trying to forgive her and let her go. Like that element of the story kind of continues on, you know, and this guy, you know, the, the last guy you fought, well, this guy, he's the one who was pulling his strings. And then it goes into the next movie and it's like a little bit of the remnants. And it's like, yeah, but you know, this guy, he's the one who's pulling the strings and the last guy. Oh, oh, really? So like, again, there's really, there was really no, um, intelligible story for all of them. And I'm not trying to say that I looked for an Oscar winning, whatever. I'm like, it was, it was cool action. Uh, a lot of times it was too much. I'm like, okay, just, yeah, I get it. And that's like, literally they, they're like this, they're blowing up helicopters. And like I said, two helicopters flying into each other, you know, landing in a tank. Like I'm trying to think of just the most over the top nonsensical shit ever. That's what was going on. So like that's going on. I'm literally back to my boxes, just stickering them, plastering them, wrapping. Like I didn't give a fuck. It was just so too much. 
too much. And another thing I don't like, you whining about James Bond. Shut up. It's too much. It's Fast and Furious. I don't watch Fast and Furious. You know why? The dialogue is stupid. All right. You got, you got Vin Diesel and whoever with the rock is this big one. Now. Goddamn Jason Statham three. Like I like the rock, but it's not like he's, he's uh, in there dressed in a tuxedo, you know, playing James Bond. The rock would probably be a pretty badass James Bond actually uh, come to think of it. But I just mean that like Jason Statham's characters always say the dumbest hackiest shit. Vin Diesel. Are you even fucking the best role Vin Diesel has ever had has been as the voice of Groot. You know why? Cause they barely let him talk. He says like three things. That's it. That's the best role he's ever had. Cause we start to talk. Yo, I want all of this. And all of that. Watch triple X. All right. That's James Bond with, with Vin Diesel. That's all it is. It's dumb. Anyways, I'm whining. Um, but uh, I don't know. I watched them all. And then the last one, cause I think the first thing that, that I saw that made me go, oh, maybe I should watch these James Bond movies. Cause I think, like I said, I watched Casino Royale, which was actually good. They had a lot of cool scenes in it where he's got to, you know, drinks the poison. He's got to fucking run to the car and start his heart up again. You know, some poker hands in it. There was some good action there. The scene where the guy's whipping his balls with the fucking rope. Like there was enough differentiation between kind of the scenes and the tense tension from the scenes where it was like, okay, that wasn't half bad. Some of the banter was a little stupid, but I get it. That's kind of, I guess the, the brand of bond where a little bit of hacky, cheesy, corny fucking lines back and forth that seemed to work on these bitches. But, uh, but then quantum of solace, I found really dumb. Uh, then the next one after that, I was like, what's the, even the plot? The one, like they clearly grabbed, I saw them, they grabbed Javier Bardem for uh, Skyfall. And I was like, yeah, he's, he was popular. His, his popularity was rising at the time with, uh, you know, him having done no country for old men or whatever. Like they, te- they, they looks like they look at shit and go, okay, who's fucking killing it right now? Let's get that guy. And then I saw Spectre, right? I saw the, uh, the promos for Spectre and they grabbed Christoph Waltz as the Bond villain. I was like, brilliant decision. Christoph Waltz, if you don't know who he is. Uh, is the guy who played Hans Landa. I do not expect you to know that name on its own, but Hans Landa played the Nazi general, not general, the, the, uh, the Nazi investigator, soldier, whatever in Inglorious Bastards. That guy crushed that movie. I don't even care if you don't like the movie, right? It's a, a, a Jewish fantasy movie about killing Hitler. Um, yeah, it's, it's just like once upon a time in the Hollywood where it's like, it's a, a fantasy of, you know, what if they had stopped the guys from killing, uh, fuck What's her face? Oh, come on. You can get it, Josh. You can get it. You know her name. Do I fuck? I'll have to pull it up. Hey Siri, what's the name of the actress who got killed by one of Charlie Manson's fuckers? Tex. It's going to come to me. Okay. I found this on the web for what's the name of the actress who got killed by Charlie Manson fuckers text. Yeah. Sharon Tate. There it is. Charlie <laughs> Sharon Tate. Right. So it's like, what if they had stopped the guys who tried to kill Sharon Tate or whatever, blah, blah. It's just like one of those, what if this thing from history went a different way? I kind of, and I kind of dig that style of movies doing, but Hans Landa, all right. Actor Christoph Waltz. Holy fuck. That scene in the beginning where he's sitting with the guy at the table and speaking, f- uh, what is it? French and German or, uh, and English, French and English. Um, fuck man. His character can make your skin crawl, right? The, every scene where he was sitting there with, uh, Shoshana and he's like, attendez le creme. They're eating the strudel, waiting for the cream to come. And she's just like, does he know? Even you the audience, does he fucking know who she is? Does he know? Guy spoke English, French, German, and Italian in that movie. 
And he was fucking killer, fucking killer in that movie. It was incredible. I saw him in the movie Big Eyes by Tim Burton. He was great in that. Um, they used him as the villain in The Green Hornet, the one with Seth Rogen. And like, he was even kind of creepy in that one. Like, so it was like, you got him as a Bond villain. And I was like, yeah, he would be great. And, you know, watching Spectre, there's this big secret society meeting where his face is in shadow. And he's like, um, you know, we even have a special guest tonight. It's been so long. We're so glad that we finally get to meet James. And then he turns his head up to where James Bond is standing and he knows everything like, you know, and then he later, he's like, you know, I am the author of all of your pain. I've been in charge of this the whole time at the, you're like, okay, fuck. And I get it. He's the perfect one to have at the top of everything. And then he's just like, he takes them on a guided tour of his facility. Uh, he has a little conversation with James Bond through glass and then he gets shot down in a helicopter, like a little bit, like he had no, all the other guys that he fought where it was like tense scenes and this and that, like he was such a little bitch. And I'm like, he was in charge of all the, the scarier, you know, dudes. Like, why is anyone afraid? I, I like, it was, it was such a waste. So there, and then I think that they tried to close off the arc where it's like, oh, and he was like, he's your brother. You know, you were adopted by this. Like they, they tried to give it a lot of weight, but they just, that you know, they did. They wasted so much of it with action and stuff like that. And Dave Bautista was, uh, was good in it. He just played the big tough guy. And yeah, he's a big son of a bitch. Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy, if you don't know who I'm talking about. Um, yeah, he did fine. I just, uh, they're just nothing to them, man. Like they, they want to be important. They want you to care about the, there's nothing to care about. Nothing to care about. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, finally, finally, all right, an hour and a half in. All right. For those of you who are still here, you guys may have left a long time ago. Um, I watched a show on Apple TV called the servant and I saw it a while back in terms of like, I saw that it was out and an option and I saw it. It was like, you know, from, from M night Shyamalan. And I was like, okay, so let me guess a great premise, uh, interesting stuff throughout the movie. And then it's going to end super stupid. Um, there's now the second season just came out too, which is maybe why it's back in my face. There are advertisements all over IMDB and stuff like that. So I was like, fuck it. I'll watch it. Um, it's interesting, man. It's, it's, it's weird. It's just fucking weird. So it's, a uh, a husband and a wife. The husband is a chef, like sort of a consulting chef. So he, like he, he cooks in his home and, and, you know, takes, you know, photos of, of what he does and posts it and, stuff like that. Uh, you know, and there's times where he's like, Oh, he's, he's been invited to go cook for the Philadelphia Eagles, huge honor and stuff like that. Like there's just little things where like, you can just tell he's a very accomplished chef. He tries to make like lobster ice cream in one of the episodes and a bunch of stuff. Like it's just very, very, very high. Uh, what is it? High, not high fashion, but just, you know, I'm not high society. There's not what I'm looking for, but just very elite, um, palette stuff, you know, whatever fine dining fuck extreme fine dining is what he does. And then the wife is like a uh, TV personality in terms of like a reporter, but she's always on the scene and these things, you know, Oh, today we're underground cleaning out the fucking, uh, you know, sewers under our city, blah, blah, blah. Just, just shit like that. So that's what she's doing. So, um, show's called the servant. And in the very first episode, it's like, you know, um, they hire this, this young girl as a nanny for their baby. And then when they finally introduce her to the baby, it's like this doll. 
And it turns out that something like their child had died. So this is like, you know, the mother's like, okay. And she's like treating the baby like it's alive and everything like that. And then, you know, the, and the nanny's sitting there like holding this baby and, and, and cussing. And then the husband's like, okay, she's gone now. You can, you can put the doll down. Uh, so what happened is was we lost our baby. We got this re, I think re, rebirth doll or reborn doll or whatever they call it. And it's like, she went catatonic and this doll is the only thing that brought her back. A, a friend suggested it and you know, we trying to keep up the charade for the time being to, to keep her functioning. And now she's too busy to be able to take care for it for herself. So he goes, look, you've been paid till the end of the month. Uh, feel free to, uh, you know, feel free to just, uh, do your thing. And, you know, during the day, like, you know, when she's here, keep up the charade and then you can just, you know, during the day, feel free to, you know, jump on a train, go into the city, live your life, enjoy yourself, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, Oh, that's okay. I don't mind. Like, she's not like, it's kind of odd, very like odd character where she's like, Oh, I'm, I'm good. I'll just spend my time with Jericho, the name of the kid. She's like, I think it's about time I took him for his walk now. And she like takes it, puts it in the stroller, like goes. So the, the, the husband's like, what the fuck? And, uh, and then things just progress from there. Um, I don't want to ruin anything for you. Um, it's weird. It gets weirder. Um, the, the cast is predominantly four people and most of the shit is happening in the house. Like there's very, there's very, very rarely, like maybe not even once an episode, a scene of anything happening outside of the house. Uh, and if it is, it's like, it's like someone in a car, one of the main characters in a car on their phone, talking to someone back at the house or whatever. So, um, like it's, it's really, really well done. The characters are fucking weird. You don't know what's going on. Things keep, you're kind of like, who is the fucking weirdo? Who's the one with the secret? Who's like, what is going on? Um, but it's called the servants. Uh, I've only watched up until the end of the first season. And I even had to go onto one of those ending, explain things to figure out sort of like, what did I miss something while I was working on something? And there were a few parts that I missed, I guess, like I said, those silent moments where if I'm doing something else, I don't realize that they're looking at something that has significance, you know, finding a symbol or a, you know, a newspaper clipping or whatever. Some of the shit you got to actually be paying attention to, but I've been so busy working on things. Um, you know, I can't just sit and stare at the TV. So, all right, listen, you guys are amazing. You guys are amazing. All right. I, uh, I am having fun. I'm loving my life right now. Uh, thank you for all of the birthday, uh, wishes and calls. I did, I did love and appreciate every one of them. Um, I'm very excited to, uh, I can't wait to show you guys more stuff from this box. I can't wait to get it into your hands. I'm so thrilled. I'm having so much fun. Listen, everything's great. You guys are great. Thanks for listening to me. Uh, whine and complain. <laughs> I just, I just, I think that, you know, as much as I'm sitting here, you know, giving my two cents and my feedback on shit, like I know sometimes I'm like, yeah, things are rough. You know, this is my journal for all intents and purposes. The one man podcast is my journal of, of what I do. It's a chronicle of my life. Sometimes things are frustrating. This is my outlet. I appreciate that you guys are listening to it, but you know, if everyone could read your thoughts on everything. You know, you, you, you're not, you yourselves are not just, Hey, I'm always positive. And trust me, if you're that person who's just always positive, um, please take me off your list. The day you climb a clock tower from repressing all of your, your feelings and shit. Um, you know, I, I've even got an idea for something I'm going to be doing, um, on the 200th episode that you guys will probably, I would love to hear your feedback when I play it. Cause it'll be the contrast of what this podcast is actually like. And then say, is that really what you want? The opposite version of that? Is that really what you're after? You know, anyways, um, you guys enjoy yourselves. Thank you for listening to me. Uh, t- 
talk in uh, whatever category you put it in. I do appreciate it. I do love each and every one of you. And I'm so grateful that you guys spend your time with me every week. Um, more fun stuff coming up. <laughs> so I, I got an interview uh, tomorrow with my friend Jen LaBelle. Uh, that's Thursday. So I'm going to record with her and I'll try to have it out for Friday. So there might be a, a second episode this week, but, uh, we're going to be doing that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I got more interviews on the way. Um, I'm booking tons of stuff. I've got thumbs up for, so I've got at least that big bonus episode with uh, Victoria is uh, a green light for the, um, USB drive. So you'll have a bonus episode with me and you'll have, um, uh, bonus episode with, uh, my interview with Victoria still waiting on one more person to give me the thumbs up, but so far they're, they're listening to the episode again to make sure they're cool with everything. And so far they are, you know, ah, so far everything sounds good. So, uh, let's, let's go full steam ahead. Um, so things sound good. All right. Listen, you guys are the best. I, uh, I'm going to see if I can get a meal kit made and stuff before the sun comes up, keeping the, keeping all the lights off in the house, keeping everything nice and dark. Uh, hope you guys have a great week. I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Kill the lights and put your night dress on. Have a last cigarette and leave one out for the morning. Kill the lights, babe, I'm too damn tired. We can't fuck tonight, I work a double tomorrow. Kill the lights and baby, shoot that gun. Kill the lights and baby, rock this wrong.
tired, so baby, too damn tired. We can't fuck tonight. I work a double tomorrow.